Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at WCEV1450.com. For those of you who are new to the Radio Islam family, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. We're on every night from 6 to 7 p.m. Central. And you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. And we urge you to subscribe to the podcast. You can find it wherever you get yours. So if that's iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, or SoundCloud, you'll find us at Radio Islam USA. Now, what else should I tell you? Well, you know what? I'll let you know what to look forward to uh, in this very short, uh, quick hour uh, that we have. Um, We've got the jobs report for you today. Uh, We're going to have a um, uh, a good discussion on uh, the detained children. Uh, Some really disturbing, some disturbing uh, news reports have come out, and we're going to take a look at those. And we also have a very interesting topic. We've got some uh, in-studio guests that we're going to be talking to um, about children in boxing, boxing children. Um, We're used to the youth uh, baseball and, and football leagues, but we don't hear as much about children in the ring. Um... So we've got two guests that are going to talk to us about that, their experiences, uh, some of the pros and cons. And so we've got a great show. So we're going to start off with the jobs report. So uh, listen in, and I'll tell you now, if you're not looking, you probably know someone who is, so make sure that you share. All right, Radio Sound family. It is time for the jobs report with our friends over at the Chicago Urban League. We are joined by employment specialist extraordinaire Kimberly S. Pearson, and she's going to give us the update uh, to see what's going on this week. Kim, do we have you on? Yes, I'm here. Hi, everybody. (laughs) All right. All right. So uh, you got you got a bunch of good stuff for us this week? I actually do. I'm excited. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, So first up, we have WEC Energy Group, and they are the parent company for People's Gas. They are looking for customer care representatives. Um, This position is located in the Aon Building in downtown Chicago, and basic duties for this position include receiving um, calls from gas company customers and responding to questions regarding bills, payment arrangements, reconnects, and any Uh, basic troubleshooting necessary. Starting pay is $19.32 an hour, and a rate increase is available based on performance after the start time. Minimum requirements are one year of customer service experience and a GED or high school diploma. The application deadline for this is August 8th, so it's a small window about a week from now. You can apply at wecenergygroup.com. And then you will have to do a little clicking. I'm going to send all the information over to you, Tariq, and give our information at the end for questions. Uh, But you can go there and kind of drill down because, again, WEC Energy Group is a parent company. So there are other subsidiary gas companies and energy companies on their main page. Um, Next up, we have the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. They're looking for an accounting associate, and this position is part-time. You would be responsible for reporting to the director of finance and perform some basic general bookkeeping. 
If you're interested, you can send your resume and cover letter over to M. Nolan, and that's N-O-L-I-N at CYSO.org. Covenant House is looking to fill a case management supervisor position. Um, this person would work <clears throat> in-house and kind of manage all of the case managers there, uh, making sure notes are efficient and that they are in compliance with the state. To, uh, two to four years of youth development experience is required. You must have a bachelor's degree, a valid driver's license, um, and have some experience in working in case management. If you are interested in applying, you can send your cover letter, your resume, and salary requirements to chjobs at covenanthouse.org, and make sure in the title of the email you indicate the position that you're applying for. Uh, the United States Post Office is hiring. They will be hosting a job fair on Saturday, August 4th, so that's this coming Saturday, from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. at the Chicago International Military Service Center on the annex level. And uh, the uh, Chicago International Military Service Center is located at 513 Express Center Drive here in Chicago. You must apply ahead of time, and you can do so at www.usps.com forward slash careers. Uh, one of our favorite partners to work with, Parma House, will actually be um, – they're actually looking for several positions. They're looking for a senior sales manager, a senior events manager, and a convention sales administrative assistant, amongst a, other, uh, a host of other positions. If you go to the website, you'll see tons of others. I just wanted to highlight a few of the, the big ones that I thought would, you know, stand out to professional-level people. Um, to apply, you can visit www.jobs.hilton.com and search by location Chicago and enter the position title. Make sure you put Chicago Urban League as a referral source because I will help your application stand out. And then we are always here busy here at the Urban Chicago, uh, the Chicago Urban League. And one of the things we have going on is on um, August 13th, we'll have UPS here on site. They'll be doing so accepting applications. They'll do interviews and make soft offers. Uh, we have Transforce. That's a CDL Truck Driving and Leasing Corporation. They will be here on August 27th. I'm sorry, August 22nd at 10 a.m. You do have to RSVP and you must have a current CDL A or B um, class level to participate. Again, that one is RSVP only. And if you're interested in IT and you've been unemployed for more than six months or six months or more, you can join our Urban Jobs uh, Tech Program. Uh, that is our program for individuals that have an interest in IT. They are currently accepting new enrollees. And to get more information on all of our programs, including our job readiness training, we have uh, revamped our program a little bit. So our service delivery, we have improved, and we'd love to share more information with anyone that's seeking employment assistance and opportunities uh, to improve their resume, improve their interviewing skills. We have orientation here at the Chicago Urban League every single Thursday at 9 a.m., if you're interested in attending, you can give us a call at 773-624-8800. Um, also, if you just want to walk in, that's fine without calling. You just need to bring your resume and two forms of identification. 
I'm going to uh, send everything over to you so that you can provide it sure. to the masses. And then, of course, our contact information will be there for anyone who has further questions. Okay. As always, thank you very much, Kim. And we, th we appreciate the information. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Absolutely. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. All right, family, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be back in just a moment. This is uh, Radio Islam on WCV 1450 AM. All, all in together now. We can make it better now. Come on. Can we do it? a little and eating better every day can help make you and your kids healthier search we can online to find doable tips and activities that you can use every day that's we can a message from the ad council hhs and nih's we can program welcome back welcome back to radio islam this is your host, Tariq Alamine, and we are on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Radio Islam family, make sure you are keeping up with us on social media at Radio Islam USA. Look for us there. And make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. Look for us once again at Radio Islam USA, wherever you get your podcast. Now, um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, there have been some really disturbing reports that have come out uh, regarding the detained uh, children, uh, detained immigrant children uh, that have been separated from their families by our Border Patrol. Um, and there's a court order uh, in effect which was uh, given, uh, which, which basically mandates for the federal government to reunite those children with their parents uh, and the response, you know, it has been slow. Uh, and on top of that, the reality is, is that some of these children will never, well, I shouldn't say never, but they're not likely to be reunited because their parents have already been sent away. But we want to focus on the children and we want to focus on some of the reports that have come out. So um, I was talking to my brother Ibrahim Baig, the impressive one here. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. And... Uh, just about, let, let's get into one of those reports. The and which one should we start with? The the one that's detailing abuse and psychotropics that are being given to children, or the the flag, the 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 the, the, the pledge of allegiance. Well, uh, that's a different one. Yeah, we got first. Two first ones. is the I would say the article from the New York Times, which came out today. Uh huh. Which details is basically kind of like a case study of one uh, little boy, five-year-old boy, mm -hmm. who, uh, from Brazil. His mother and he and him are from Brazil. Right. And it details the article is titled "A Migrant Boy Rejoins His Mother, But He's Not the Same." Little thi uh, Thiago. Yes. So it kind of details the change in the little boy's personality and how um, he he's five years old. He 
he all of a sudden comes up to his mother and tries to uh, uh, get her to breastfeed him or something like that. You know, she hasn't done that in like many, many Three years. Three years old? Uh, five years old. Mm. Okay. Um, and basically he had a very kind of cheerful personality at first and then he comes back and he's introverted. There's an, I mean, there's a noticeable change in the little boy's personality and he's clear, clearly been traumatized. So the broader discussion here is how are these children going to um, be affected? Some people are saying they clearly suffer from signs of PTSD mm-hmm. already, um, depression, uh, sudden introversion, and so on. Right. Um, and how? what's going to happen to these kids, basically? Right, right. And, and we've had... <clears throat> we've had mental health professionals on the show to talk about the the impact of uh, of children being separated from their parents uh, and of course they are saying very much the the same thing that uh, the mental health professionals that they are citing uh, and one of them one of them states says uh, there's no greater threat as a matter of fact this is from the article it says there's there's no greater threat to a child's emotional well-being than being separated from a primary caregiver even if it was for a short period, for a child, that's an eternity. Uh, this is according to uh, Johanna Bick, a psychology professor at the University of Houston who studies adverse experiences in childhood. Now, this all, this all to me, this all goes back to the intention behind uh, the zero-tolerance policy and how they are dealing with uh, those who are seeking asylum or those simply crossing the border for whatever reason. Uh, and the intent is one that is rooted in, uh, that's rooted in cruelty. And the response to their entry is one that is, it's supposed to be so harsh and so, uh, just just so cruel that it would be a deterrent for any other folks to come. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that the, um, that children, now we're not mental health professionals, right? But do you think that the children might in some way, because they don't understand the, the the full scope of what they're going through, that they might actually place the blame or kind of look at their parents and hold their their parents responsible. That I have no idea. I certainly, I mean, it seems like a possibility for some time. I think the stage that the children are at right now is just bewilderment and just mental and even physical shock of yeah. the whole situation. And one of the Articles or one of the commenters, maybe who's a mental health professional, was mentioning that children don't really have this concept, like adults do, of time being right. like you know this is one day or one month or one year. Mm-hmm. It's all just one kind of big blur. This whole experience is probably like one huge nightmare for them. Mm-hmm. So I think they're at the stage right now. Of course, I'm not a mental health professional or anything, but it seems like from what I'm reading in these articles and seeing in these videos, that they're just in a state of shock and bewilderment still yeah and this need for constant reassurance that we take for granted as adults uh where we we feel secure in what we do or maybe put it like this we don't have the same doubt that children do and children it's not just about the proximity to primary caregivers it's also about the uh the assurance that we get from our primary caregivers at that particular time of of life and to not have that and uh in one of these one of these reports, uh, it was it was mentioning a child. I don't know if this maybe this was a three year old. I'm thinking about. Uh, I'm not sure, or maybe it was a five year old. But either way, 
the child had become uh, withdrawn. Uh, it did not, you know, the, the, the child didn't want to bathe. Uh, they were having trouble sleeping, and and their their mother had not been able to talk with them. You know, and this is something else I think that's really insidious, right? That you not only separate because they're placing these children hundreds of miles apart in some cases from where their parents are, uh, but they're not they're not allowing for regular communication to take place. So uh, the uh, I guess this was a little boy. We'll say it's a little boy for the sake of you know just just not to say it. But uh, this is a little boy who finally gets on the phone with his mother, and his mother has to. It tells them, look, it's going to be okay. We'll be together soon. Going back to your point of children not understanding soon, not understanding this idea of later. It's just all about right now. Uh, that, to me, is just, that's just the extra la- extra layer of, um, just the extra layer of evil, right? You're not even going to allow for parents to communicate with their children, Um so I wonder where I so, wonder what's going to be the long term. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um the interesting question is about the intention of like you mentioned the the evil intentions of the policymakers who kind of orchestrated this whole ordeal. Right. And um in order to know in order for me to make up my mind about the intention um of the policymakers, I want to go and investigate and just read as much as I can about the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to read real quickly a paragraph from, it's an article, it's a one-paragraph par- article basically from Democracy Now! Sure. Also uh, released today. Uh, the headline is, Judge orders all children transferred out of Texas de- detention center over abuse claims. Yeah. Uh, federal judge... Dali G has ordered the Trump administration to transfer all children out of the Shiloh Residential Treatment Center in Manville, Texas, due to allegations of widespread abuse in the immigrant detention center. Judge D condemned the detention center for injecting children with psychotropic drugs without their parents' consent, imprisoning some children in overly restrictive confinement, and prohibiting the children from making private phone calls. She also explicitly ordered the detention center uh, that the detention center must obtain permission from a legal guardian before giving any psychotropic drugs to detain children. When I read this, it's like it's something straight out of a horror movie for me. It's not even like I can't believe this is actually happening. It's mm-hmm. like it's torture, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's that's sinister. It's not just. Well, we knew about the emotional torture, right? Of deliberately si- uh, separating these kids, these little toddlers and babies from their parents, right? That's emotional torture. Right. Now we're talking about physical torture. Yeah. Injecting injecting kids with psychotropic drugs, mm-hmm. um, ostensibly to try and calm them down if they're crying or whatever. I don't know what rationalization that they used, but it's it's just uh, it's mind boggling. Yeah. You know what? I think I see where um, I got my wires crossed. Uh, the report I was reading was saying that it was a three-year-old boy mm-hmm. who was separated f- from his mother. Uh, after the fact, he was pretending to handcuff and vaccinate people around him. Yeah. Now, uh, this is obviously this is um, what he would have witnessed in immigration and customs enforcement custody. And obviously, he's once again because he is at that age, he is 
he's not he's not looking at this happen to to adults. He's looking at this happen to other children, mm-hmm. right? Um, it seems really easy, uh, pretty pretty clear to me based on um, based on the treatment uh, of these young people that it is not it's not about uh, meeting their needs, but it really is. There is a a sinister and a dark uh, intent behind all of this. Yeah, I agree. The more I I learn about the situation, the more I have no choice but to come to that conclusion that it's just basically like pure evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, they want there's politicians. Certain politicians want to achieve their agenda or whatever. Okay, that's normal. But mm. to do it this way by torturing kids and not caring about the consequences I even would go so far as to say now this is I'm going out on a limb here and this will be very controversial but I even I wouldn't I seriously wouldn't put it past um, some of these politicians and some of their radical support base out there on the far far right extreme right mm-hmm. that um, they are trying to deliberately create mental illness uh, some of these people would like to see these kids deliberately have mental illness uh created in their minds because that forms a powerful uh self-fulfilling prophecy so they can look back 10 years from now 20 years from now and say aha see i told you these people these immigrants migrants or whatever they were messed up you mm-hmm. know that even on the extreme right that insidious of a plan wouldn't surprise me in this case because of all the evidence that I'm seeing right in front of my face. Hey, you know, you say that's controversial, but I don't really think it is. I think it, it's controversial only to those people who are not, first of all, who are not aware of of these types of uh, events that are taking place, and second, aware of what has been done in the United States, what we have done. And then to see what has been done around the world, what people have done to marginalized communities in the name of science or uh, while, while people are in detention. And we can look, we don't have to look that far back. If we look at the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, we look at, you know, servicemen uh, who were injected with the syphilis, um, with, who injected with syphilis by the United States government. Uh, and without without their knowledge, I mean, obviously, I mean, who would who would allow themselves to to be a, a willing recipient of that? But um, and we think about how that could spread. So I don't take that as controversial, uh, and I, I think that 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 is certainly right up uh, that's right up the alley uh, of those who they're playing a long game. Um, and what better way to do it? But I also have to uh, point out that. The conditions that these children are have been kept in, uh, in particular within within the um, uh, this instance, the nonprofit Shiloh Treatment Center, the one that uh, Judge uh, Dolly G ordered for them to be removed from, they are operating outside of the outside of the parameters of the law, right? Because and the the law that the violation that they are. Um, uh, that was called out says this is 1997 settlement called Flores versus uh, Reno requiring immigration officials to place detained minors in the least restrictive setting appropriate to each class member's age and special needs. So they violated what was already on the books, which means that something took place, right? There was a case that took place um, before this where these conditions were brought to light and there was, you know, it, it, there was a legal action taken. So it's not that 
they have responded to a problem with a, a solution that just was inadequate, they were aware of what they were supposed to be providing and have, have chosen not to do so. So, um, What was the other? There was another story. Oh, the psychological. This is psychological torture right here. So the same country that did not want you in, right, that, that have separated oh, yeah. you. Yeah, well, why don't you go ahead, lead, lead on that. Clip from that. Also from uh, Democracy Now! Mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, part of their report. I'm Amy Goodman with Juan Gonzalez. Well, more than 2,000 migrant children remain separated from their parents, jailed in detention centers across the United States. The Washington Post reports that federal authorities are collecting mugshots of the detained minors, some showing the children in tears. Immigrant children jailed in a converted Walmart in Texas are being forced to recite the Pledge of Allegiance in English each morning. At some of the facilities, the children are counted in prison-style headcounts. In some cases, parents have already been deported while their children remain in U.S. custody. Well, for more, we're joined by Dr. Okay, so that that was part of the... It's cold-blooded. I mean, just in a bizarre twist, I suppose. Yeah. A cruel twist that the kids, they're being counted like prisoners and they're being forced to recite the pledge of allegiance in english yeah that's cold-blooded i mean that's just yeah that that's psychologically um just perverse you know <laughs> it's just perverse I mean, it just seems like deliberate uh and, and just torture yeah. uh, indoctrination uh, brainwashing that kind of thing yeah talk about a mixed message uh, we're right. going to detain you. Your parents have been sent away. Uh, we don't want you here. Um, but we want you to pledge. We're going to get you used to pledging allegiance to the country that does not want you. I always figured that the Pledge of Allegiance is for citizens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not for people who what? are trying to be removed from the country. Yeah. What, what the heck is going so on? Do you want them to be citizens or do you not want them? I mean, it's just... So bizarre. I would love to see the uh, the SOP, the, the standard operating pr- uh, procedures, um, that detail that these children are supposed to get up every morning and recite the Pledge of Allegiance. And I would love to see who wrote this, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, once again, it's it's very difficult to give the benefit. Not not that I was ever in that camp, to be honest with you, that of, of giving the benefit of the doubt. In this, I've I've always looked at this as as an attack on uh, um, on a group of people. I've I've always looked at it in that light. Uh, and the more these news reports come out, they they confirm for me what I what I feel like I've what I've already I've already known, already suspected, based not just on what 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 is going on now, but what has happened in, in the past. You're saying the rhetoric that would lead up to these events has started way before. Uh President Trump's inauguration and even his election. I mean, oh yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. We knew this was going on. We knew this agenda was floating around. Yeah, yeah, an anti uh, anti uh, immigrant sentiment, uh, particularly an anti whatever is perceived to be Mexican, because with uh, Mexican that that for 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 most people that's going to encapsulate that'll include whether you're from Guatemala or Honduras, you know, um, wherever, right? Mm-hmm. You are. You're Mexican, as far as 
the American, uh, the American masses are concerned. And the goal has been to, to paint them in a, in a, in a, in a very negative, negative light. So the only thing that they, that they have going for them is that they don't have the, uh, they don't have the public spectacle of, 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 of a mass violent uh, instance that, that, that can be pointed to or pinned on them. Uh, and then that's why the whole thing about MS-13 for Trump and for those in that, uh, in that camp, that's why that becomes so important for them to keep reiterating and going back to to talk about, to try to paint them in terms of uh, uh, as, as violent. Right, but other than that, they don't have it, you know. So, uh, yeah. All right, Radio Sound family. Yeah, so we wanted to just bring attention uh, to this. If you have not, you, you can, if you haven't heard or, or read them, read these uh, different reports, you can go to, uh, well, one is, I know it's NBC uh, News, but New York Times. Uh, that was two on there, right, from New York Times? Okay, just one. And one I saw was uh, NBC News. All right, uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will be joined by two parents of children who box. So this is Radio Slime. We'll be back in just a moment. I shoved the envelope under my sweater and sneaked through the kitchen. Mom was on the phone in the front room. I didn't want to have to explain anything. I just wanted to be by myself. Clutching the envelope tightly, I stepped onto the ladder at the bottom of the treehouse. Something caught my eye above me, and I looked up. <gasps> Light! It looked as if there were a firework display going on inside the treehouse. Crackling and snapping and whizzing sounds spun around above my head. Light shot out and sparks dancing to the popping of noise. My first thought was to scream fire and run to the house to get mom. My legs trembled as I inched upward, creeping up the rungs as quietly as I could. My heart banged so hard that it felt as if someone were hitting my chest. A couple more steps, and then I leaned forward, craning my neck to look inside. And then I looked up and saw... To find out what happens next, read Philippa Fisher's Fairy Godsister by Liz Kessler. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Hey, Mom. Why is the sky blue? Why don't animals talk? Why do dogs have wet noses? Why is an 11 pronounced 21? Kids ask a lot of questions. Why do I have a belly button? But you don't have to know every answer. Why is the ocean salty? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Why are there 50 states? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. Why is pizza round? They just need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. And remember to follow and like our pages on social media. You'll find us at Radio Islam USA. And be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast at Radio Islam USA. Once again, 
All right, uh, as I told you at the top of the show that we were going to close out with, well, we're going to close out in the ring, right? We're going to close out fighting. So uh, we have in studio joining us uh, right now somebody who's actually pretty near and dear to my my own heart. Uh, it's my younger sister, Halima, Halima Webster. She is. Um, she has many things, but she is. Okay, she's touching the mic. That's what she's doing right now. Uh, but <laughs> she is the, the co-founder of the uh, Sun Puppet Theater, uh, the voice of Aaliyah. If you all have uh, seen, yes, uh, well, we're not going to get into all of it right now. Um, but an event planner. Um, uh, are you a philanthropist, too? I would say so. Mm, okay. Everyone's a philanthropist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, thank you for being here because we're going to be talking about children in the ring. We're talking about boxing youth. So, assalamu alaikum. Alaikum assalam. All right. Uh, thank so, you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Stop touching the mic. I'm sorry. Just leave it alone. Like okay. It's, it's, it's all right. Low. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let, let's fix this mic for you. Okay. How about that? Now just come on up. Come on up. There you go. There you go. Okay. That's perfect. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so you have my, my nephew, your I son, do. Uh, boxes. He does. He boxes. Um, Junie, we like to call him Junie. His name's Jariel Jr. Um, he's been boxing since January of last year, 2017. Okay, now what was the what was the draw to boxing? Because, you know, we know children go through a lot of different, they have a lot of different sports available to them. Um, and some of those are depending on, you know, geography and a bunch of other factors, whatever. But what was the draw for, uh, for boxing? Um... Well, um, I guess you could say he's kind of a legacy. His dad is like, a, you know, all sport, all star, you know, great at any kind of sport. Boxing was the one thing that he never did. Mm -hmm. So I guess he kind of projected that onto our son, say, hey, try it out. Um, so both of our kids, our daughter too, uh, they were exposed to sports early on. So we did baseball, we did uh, football. We did soccer, um, a little bit of basketball. Um, so we basically gave them an opportunity to experience some different things. Um, and boxing seems to be the one that's sticking the most. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, his dad introduced him to it, and he kind of fought the hard work. And once he saw that it was paying off, I couldn't keep him from going to practice. So <laughs> mm. now, now that's something because um, – I've talked with coaches and I've read uh, interviews from different uh, trainers. And the one thing that they say is that it's a uh, it's a sport that requires for the for the individual to have a mindset that there are no shortcuts. Yes. So. Um, yes. So discipline. Discipline is one of the uh, is one of the biggest benefits or one of the biggest takeaways. Uh, have you seen that? Uh, have you seen that yourself? Absolutely. So um, I was never um, into sports, but I was into the sport of cheerleading. Yes, it is a sport. Um, so I always um, always had a liking for that hard physical work. Um, you know, afterwards you feel good. You're tired. You're dog tired, but you feel great. Um, and I appreciate the manner uh, in which my son is taught. 
mm-hmm. because, as you said, there are no shortcuts. Right. Um, the coaches at Taylor Park, uh, which is on 47th and Federal, um, you kind of look at the area. Uh, used to be lots of projects in that area. Yeah, Robert Taylor. Yeah, Robert Taylor. So they're gone now. Um, but you <clears> still have that strong core group of, of kids. They come to the park. The coaches understand where their uh, background you know, comes from. Uh, maybe they don't have both parents. Maybe, you know, maybe grandma's raising you. Maybe whatever the case may be. You don't have a strong male figure in your life. They step right in. And, and that's one of the reasons why I continue to allow my son to box. Because at nine years old, and he's my baby boy, it, you know, you should see me at the, at, the, at the boxing matches. I'm circling the ring. I'm sweating. I'm, I'm nervous. Mm. But when he's done, he's so proud of himself. Are you nervous because uh, you're worried about him getting hurt? No, I don't want him to hurt the other kids. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I am. I'm worried about him getting hurt. Uh, at that age, they have this huge headgear that they wear and, you know, huge boxing gloves. Um, they're protected. Hold on. L- let me rewind for a second. You were a cheerleader. Yes. Right. Now, as a matter of fact, my youngest is a, is a cheerleader. Yes. Um, when people talk about youth sports, and injuries, and cheerleading is a sport. Where do you think, where do you think um, cheerleading falls on the list? Say, if you're doing a list of one to twenty, where would you say cheerleading falls on that list? And as far as the most injuries for youth, injuries. Yeah, where would you cheerleading? say cheerleading? If you're going from one to twenty, where would you say cheerleading falls? And where would you say something like boxing and martial arts? Uh, where, where, where would you rank them? How would you rank them? Wow, that's tough. Um, I, I just answer. started. I just started martial arts, mm-hmm. so the, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to answer that question. I get hurt every time we we practice. Yeah. From cheerleading, you get hurt every time. So but, 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 just practicing. So but, I would say they were neck and neck. I, I think a lot of people think cheering is safe, but you do stunts. You're flying in air. It's kind of just as as dangerous as any other sport. So I'm going to give you the numbers now. These were compiled from... Oh, you tricked me. You got the real numbers. No, no, I told you. I said I had the numbers. (laughs) Okay. So from 2002 to 2014, right, listing 20 sports, Mm -hmm. 20 youth sports, cheerleading came in, gymnastics, cheerleading, dance came in at number five. Wow. Yeah, I can believe that. Wrestling, boxing, martial arts came in at number six. Mm. Mm. Right. Wow. In terms of of, of injury. Yeah. Right? Um. Yeah. So it's definitely um, those those are huge numbers, and probably would surprise that would surprise folks. Well, I didn't give you the numbers right. The numbers were twenty two thousand six hundred seventy one for gymnastics and eighteen thousand one hundred seventy four for wrestling. Uh, the top spot was which one is it? What's which one is it? Is it basketball or football? Stop looking at me. Okay, don't look. I'm, I'm, I'm cheating. Um, I would say football, but because my son played football for a whole season and nothing happened to him, I'm going to say it's probably basketball. It is. Because at least football, you have equipment. Yeah, it is. Mm. It was basketball. It was basketball. So, um, but you mentioned how this particular setting uh, in the community that it's in, over on 47th and Federal, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, lifelong Chicagoans, especially Southsiders, uh, who remember what that strip of area 
uh, what that looked like from 22nd all the way down mm -hmm. to was it like 50th or you know almost down to Garfield yeah uh, were nothing but high-rise right but you say that community some of those people are still there yeah and a those, lot of those people and those are there. kids you know they're they're, st they're still there and in in adverse situations um, uh, home home life uh, wise yes so how does how does your son, how does Junie relate to the, the coaches? Well, that's one of the things that really um, drew me to Taylor Park. Mm -hmm. um, Junie has had a, a wonderful opportunity to work with some great coaches around Chicago. Um, you know, Trumbull Park, Bessemer, Portage Park. Um, when I go to his practice at Taylor Park and I see how – the coaches interact not with just him, but with the parents, um, with other kids that are that are not on the uh, team, and there's a certain amount of love that's there. Um, and what you'll hear all the time is, "I don't get paid for this," you know, "I don't get paid for this." I'm here because I I love to do it, and when somebody loves to do it, you can see it clearly. Right. I mean, those kids really, really love those coaches. And, and what I love most about them is that they step in. My son is blessed. He has a father in his life, right? Mm -hmm. But your dad is not around all the time. I'm not around all the time. There are times where a kid will be by themselves and have to make that right decision. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate the fact that those coaches are there. And I know they're not going to let him make those shortcuts. You know, right. they're on them. They're on them about uh, being responsible members of society, being respectful, um, Working hard, being diligent, uh, and then most importantly, <laughs> in my opinion, I love the fact that they push nutrition to these kids. Really? They push nutrition to these kids. Yes, yes. I, I can attest to that because I think I think I offered I, I think I offered uh, Junie a cookie or something, and he turned it down. <laughs> Did he say he's vegan? Turns down, what kid turns down a cookie? Um, but we want to take a moment now to... Uh, to welcome our other in-studio guest, Nicole Bragg. Uh, she is the uh, the mother of, well, a bit of an anomaly, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. A daughter who yes. boxes. So yes. well, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah. thank you for having me here and everything. Yes, my daughter been boxing ever since she was six years old. Wow. Um, she did three it was like a two T, uh, TKO. It was three TKOs. Mm -hmm. um, they stopped the fight, and within 15 seconds of her first fight, 15 seconds after the second fight, third fight, the young lady just said, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they pressured me. They asked me, first of all, are you okay for her to fight with boys? I told her yes because she spars with boys, so I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just the other parent that I'm worried about. But right. in the same small token, mm -hmm. Aaliyah, was they call her straighten it out, <laughs> you know. Um, they call her straighten it out? They call her straighten it out. Okay. All so right. with her, she does a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes a lot of training. Summertime, it's nothing but training, training, training. This year, I just gave her a little time out with the, her training and everything. But she is working on her prosperity for her, her defense. Mm -hmm. So that's what her coaches was like, okay, you know what? Mm -hmm. Well, tell me this. Uh, how did 
How did she get introduced to the sport? Actually, she wanted to do this ever since she was three years old. Really? Yes. Her brother was doing, at Taylor Park, her brother was doing football at, for the Falcons. And somehow, reason, she didn't want to do football. She didn't want to be a cheerleader. She didn't want to do dancing anymore. And she said, I want to do boxing. She bet the coaches all three years, ever since she was three, all the way up to five. And coaches say, you can't, you're not old enough. She said, I am old enough. I have two big brothers, so, you know, I fight with them all the time. So, <laughs> you know, they rough her up, yeah. and which is a good thing, and it's sort of like a bad thing as well. But I appreciate it, and I applaud all three of them, including the coaches, because if it wasn't for her techniques mm -hmm. to defend herself already, I think she would be a process as the rest of the young girls. Like, ah, that, that's scary. But mm. normally, I was wondering for her to say that, but she didn't say that at all. Now, I wonder if there is a public stigma um, in terms of because in terms of the maybe a distinction that is made between girls in martial arts versus girls in boxing, because. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and, and chime it's in on it. Always, I always say it's defense. Right. Defense is like the manifesting of boxing as well with martial art because she did take up martial art at school. Okay. But for what I was told, martial arts is totally different from boxing. They both go into self-defense class, mm -hmm. but only thing about it is just the kicking and the punching. Yeah. But with the punching with her, she learns her techniques. Right. And this is how she collaborated with martial arts with her boxing skills because of the techniques. Halima, mm -hmm. what do you, what do, you, do you have a, a different take on that or um, anything to add just in regard to the public... Um, I shouldn't say public, but the, there is there's there's like a little yeah. stigma when it comes to girls in boxing. So at Taylor Park, <laughs> so Aaliyah is is Nicole's daughter. Nicole here with me at the studio. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, if you see this girl, you you would think that she would not step on an ant. She yeah. is the sweetest, the sweetest girl you you ever will see. And she will knock you clean out. <laughs> yes. So for, you know, for that to come um, from a young lady, right. immediately I think people, yes. they, they're a little hesitant. You know, they, they're a little taken back when you find out a girl boxes. Right. But if you know that a girl does martial arts, I think. There's a little more acceptance. It's a little, it's a little more acceptance. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's, about, that's about normal. When it when it comes to boxing, it's like, oh man, somebody's gonna punch you in the face, you know. And I right. think that's really what it is—that fear mm -hmm. of a little girl getting hit in the face, you know. Um, but at this age, they're fully Mentality. covered. They have these huge, you know, huge head uh, headgear that they wear. Um, but I think as we um, grow as a society um, and as gender uh, roles are kind of more defined um, or blurred. I, I don't know what's mm -hmm. going on, but um, it does give people an opportunity, like young ladies, to do things like boxing, to step out and, and do these, you know, uh, traditionally male sports and and succeed. So, mm -hmm. yes, we have like a lot of um, 
it's like two young ladies that my daughter look up to, which mm -hmm. is Muhammad Ali's daughter yeah, and Clarissa Jones. Yes, yes. She look at those fights mm -hmm. as though, okay, you know what? I can either be like them or mm -hmm. I can be better. Right. So when she look at those fights, and not only she look at those two young ladies' fights, but she also look at Mayweather fights. She also look at Muhammad Ali's fights, and she even watched the movie Creed that, you know, teaches them actually how to defend themselves in Boston. That was yeah. an excellent movie. You too. know, and yeah. mm -hmm. they even having a part two out in November. Yeah, so that's true. when that movie come out, she will be the enjoyment to go see it as well. From a, and uh, she's also I'm sorry she's no, the first black African young lady in a Chicago, actually bosses with boys, the really? first black young lady. Really? Well, I should say African American young lady. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. Okay, and how old is she? She's 11 now. She's been doing it since she was six. Now, does she have any? Uh, well, I mean, you, you've kind of already alluded to it by talking about uh, Clarissa mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and Layla as, as being role models for her. So is she looking to move into, you the know, Olympics? really? Yeah. Yes, she is. She's spoken with um, Mayweather on Saturday, this past Saturday, when they um, had the little violence, the no crime violence um, in here in the city in Chicago. Yeah, gloves, gloves, yes. uh, guns down, yeah, gloves, gloves up. up. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And... Mayweather asked her, are you going to the Olympics? And oh, she really? told Mayweather, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. You know, and a uh, few of the coaches know Mayweather personally. And um, they called her up there and they told her, this is the young lady that we've been watching your fights. And he told her, I've been watching your fights from day one. Get out of here. <laughs> so I wow. told her, you be surprised who's watching you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be careful mm -hmm. what you do because you don't know who's watching. It's a good scare tactic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So she, the littlest thing she do is like, okay, you know what? I know I'm not going to do that. Right. Well, let me ask this. It's all about discipline. When, when, uh, when, you, when you take up a martial art or, or, or boxing, mm -hmm. uh, there's a certain amount of... Um, there's a certain there's a responsibility that goes along with yes. that. Yes, it does. Right? And when other people are aware, when they know mm -hmm. that you you know that that you you you're a practitioner, um, people may engage you in different ways. But let me go back to to the to the responsibility that goes along with that. Is that something that is really kind of drilled into uh, into into Junie and into uh, Aaliyah, her name is Aaliyah. Your yes. Daughter. Okay, yeah. I think so, definitely. Yes. And um, for myself at home and when he goes to practice with the coaches. Um, okay, so an example would be if somebody is smaller than you, right. you don't have to hit them with all your power, you know. Mm -hmm. um, they don't allow bullying. Um they don't allow disrespect. There are a lot of morals and values that some of those kids might not get mm -hmm. um, otherwise, and they get it at Taylor Park. They get it from those coaches, you know. Yes, they do. And uh, I've, I've spoken to a, a friend of mine from grammar school, a professional boxer, 
and uh, found out, you know, which park the kid's at. I said, oh, my kid is at Taylor Park. I said, who's, who's his coach? Coach Jesse. Oh, man, he's rough. Yeah, yeah. he's rough, <laughs> you know. So yeah. so their, their reputation precedes them, um, and in a good way, in a good way. I, I don't want you to take it easy on him. I want you to teach him all that you know. I want him to be able to absorb that so that he can – pass that down or utilize it, you know, to the best of his ability. So, And that's how I feel the same way about Aaliyah because by her being a girl, yeah. you know, self-discipline uh, self is one thing. And they teach you that. Not only their coaches, they also mentor. Mm -hmm. Coach Doc yeah. was the nine-time Olympia champion. He was my mentor from high school. Really? So, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> so, it's a lot that I have learned over the years from Coach Doc as well with Coach Jesse and Jeff because those are like the father figures. Like for me, myself, I don't have a, five, a male figure for her. Right. She has only two brothers, but they, you know, they tell her so much that they need to know. But the coaches done so much. Mm -hmm. Like they tell them, they do, they tell them that something that half of the fathers out here won't even tell them. Mm -hmm. You know, self discipline, mind frame, you know, they have self destruction yeah. now. So they, you know, like I said, self destruction and everything. Whatever you do, whatever you take, from the Boston ring, you have to take out on the street. Right. Only thing about it is your hands don't belong in the streets. Your hands belong in the ring. In the ring. There you go. And, you right. know, yeah. so this Unless is. Unless you're defending yourself, yourself, right? So that's what you were saying earlier. It's yes. all about defense. Yes. For a girl or a boy, if you look at it like that. Yes. Well, that, and that's a simple, that's a, a similar thread or common thread when you talk about martial arts. Uh, generally, it is from a defensive posture. Yes. Um, you know, you don't look to go out and be the aggressor, and and, and there's a spiritual, uh, there's a spiritual element. Yes. Uh, to that, you know, as well. Yeah. Um, Islam, you know, we say we, you don't, you don't ever want to be the aggressor, right? That God is exactly. not on the side of the aggressor. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right? That's something that they had to train them not for to be aggressive because if you have a bullying at school and this is something that some of these schools that have no bullying tolerance you right. know they have zero tolerance for bullying yeah. and buying my daughter was bullied at school at one point in time yeah. and he had to be a point in time I had to register her hands yeah because I didn't know how bad the little she hit a little boy because the boy took her umbrella mm -hmm. and she wound up you know, yeah. did some damage mm -hmm. to yeah. the little young man. And the mother wanted to press charges. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, I'm looking like, okay, your child is in the fifth. My daughter is in the second grade. Oh, wow. What? You really wow. want to do this? Second grade? Second grade. Right. So the police officer from just kept that 51st. Quiet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Don't tell anybody about that defeat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I had to register her hands. Right. Because yeah. she was being bullied. You know, and it was, you know, kids going to challenge kids, especially. And she'd tell them in a minute, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to the principal's office. Right. Or I'm going to the dean. Or I'm going to the security guard. I'm going to let adult know, you're bullying me. See, you taught her the right way then because now mm -hmm. this is what it goes back to with that responsibility. Right. Yes. So you have this strength, you have this knowledge, you you know, you have this skill, you got to be responsible with it. 
Aaliyah. You're going to go to the principal's office. You're not going to beat the person down exactly. because you know you can. Right. So there's really no need to do so. And that's right. what I told Aaliyah. And I had to tell her because this is her second school, that, well, actually third school that she actually went to. And I told her, okay, this is your first day here at this school. We don't know nothing about it. So guess what? We're going to leave all the bullying alone. Right. Anybody bullying you, touch you, hit you, do anything, you go straight to run to the principal, the dean, security guard, and found out one of the security guards that she goes to school at knows Coach Jesse. Oh, wow. So anything <laughs> happens to her, she's automatically being protected. That's good. So, so, th- so there's a natural, um, I, I guess, the responsibility that goes along with it. it. It's put on shoulders, very young shoulders. Yes. And... <clears throat> And I think one of the upsides, my observation is that these young people uh, have an opportunity to really become leaders because yes. they they have an ability that maybe other children don't have. Exactly. But their usage of it or their decision not to use it or how they use it, uh, that, that, that can be that can give an example for, uh, you know, for other youth. Yes. And, you know, this is not only um, Boston is like the mentality of everything. Mm -hmm. It keeps them off the streets. Yeah. You know, it keeps them from getting into trouble. It keeps them away from gangs. It keeps them away from the Mm -hmm. outside world. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so they're very strongly on that. Well, it has been a pleasure talking to both of you. Thank you. Thank you so um, much for having you. us. Yeah, thank appreciate you for y'all coming in. Yes. Uh, so Taylor Park, keep represent, uh, representing yes. uh, all the coaches over there. Uh, <laughs> so We uh, fight on Thursdays. Every so Thursday. please check out the every schedule Thursday. online yes. with Chicago Park District and come out and support our boys and our yes. girls. Yes. Okay. And, and Leah is not the only girl on the team. team. We have other uh, young, young ladies. ladies. Yes. All right. Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Radio Islam family, we have come to the close of another edition of Radio Islam. We thank you for tuning in. Join us tomorrow. Um, We want to thank our engineer over at WCEV, Ramon. Thank you very much, sir. We thank our engineer in studio, the impressive one, assistant producer, Ibrahim Beg. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and or guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. That being said, good people, good people. We're going to leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.